So this morning we begin week 10, um, day 64 of the Bible in a year. Hopefully you've been enjoying following along. The Old Testament is an interesting place, um, but we follow the story of the Israelites the whole way through. And this morning we go in and out of a a few different books, Joshua, Deuteronomy and Numbers. um, And we come to the end of the book of Numbers and move into Deuteronomy. So again, there'll be a lot of, of... doubling up here there'll be a lot of things that happen at the end of numbers which also happen at the beginning of deuteronomy because these are all separate books written for separate people and separate times and so they detail a lot of things that happen and so we begin this morning deuteronomy 3 12 to 17 and we can talk about inheritance which is where we left off at the end of week 9 deuteronomy 3 12 to 17 at that time we took possession of this land I gave to the Reubenites and Gadites the area extending from Aror by the Arnon Valley and half the hill country of Gilead along with its cities. I gave to half the tribe of Manasseh the rest of Gilead and all Bashan, the kingdom of Og. The entire region of Argob, the whole territory of Bashan, used to be called the land of the Rephaim. Jair, a descendant of Manasseh, took over the entire region of Argob as far as the border of the Gerhoshites and Macarites. He called Bashan by his own name, Jair's villages as it is today. I gave Gilead to Machir and I gave to the Reubenites and Gadites the area extending from Gilead to the Arnon Valley. The middle of the valley, valley was the border and up to the Jabbok River, the border of the Ammonites. The Arabah and Jordan are also borders from Shinnereth as far as the Sea of the Arabah, the Dead Sea under the slopes of Pis, Pisgash on the east. And then into Joshua 13. 8 to 32. With the other half of the tribe, the Reubenites and Gadites had received the inheritance Moses gave them beyond the Jordan to the east, just as Moses, the Lord's servant, had given them. From Arar on the rim of the Arnon Valley, along with the city in the middle of the valley, all the Medaba plateau as far as Debon, and all the cities of Sihon, king of the Amorites, who reigned in Heshbon, to the border of the Ammonites. Also Gilead and the territory of the Gershites, and Machatites, all Mount Hermon, and all Bashan to Salaka, the whole kingdom of Og and Bashan, who reigned in Astaroth and Edari. He was one of the remaining Rephaim. Moses stuck them down and drove them out, but the Israelites did not drive out the Geshurites and Macharites, so Geshur and Machath live in Israel to this day. To the tribe of the Reubenites by their clans, Moses said, This is their territory. From Arar on the rim of the Arnon Valley, along with the city in the middle of the valley to the whole plateau as far as Medaba, with Heshbon and all its cities on the plateau, Debon, Bamoth Baal, Beth Baal Meon, Jahaz, Kedemoth, Mephaith, Kirathaim, Sibma, Zerah Shahar on the hill in the valley, Beth Peor, the slopes of Piskash, and Beth Shismath all the cities of the plateau, and all the kingdom of Sihon, king of the Amorites, who reigned in Heshbon. Moses had killed him and the chiefs of Midian, Evi, Rechem, Zur, Hur, and Rubah, the princes of Sihon who lived in the land. Along with the Isra- those Israelites he put to death, they also killed the diviner, Balaam, son of Beor, with his sword. The border of the Reubenites was the Jordan and its plain. This was the inheritance of the Reubenites by their clans, with the cities and their villages. To the tribe of the Gadites, by their clans, Moses gave this as their territory, Jezer and all the cities of Gilead, 
and half the land of the Ammonites to Aror near Rabbah, from Heshbon to Ramath Mizpah and Bethlehem, and from Mahanim to the border of Debir in the valley, Beth Haram, Beth Nimrah, Sukkoth and Zaphon, the rest of the kingdom of Sihon king of Heshbon. Their land also included the Jordan and its territory as far as the edge of the sea of Shinnereth on the east side of the Jordan. This was the inheritance of the Gadites by their clans, with the cities and their villages. And to half the tribe of Manasseh, that is, to half the tribe of Manasseh's descendants by their clans, Moses gave them this as their territory. From Mahaham through all Bashan, into all the kingdom of Og, king of Bashan, including all of Jair's villages that are in Bashan, sixty cities. But half of Gilead and Og's royal cities in Bashan, Ashtaroth and Nedri, are for the descendants of Machir, son of Manasseh, that is, half the descendants of Machir by their clans. These were the portions Moses gave them on the plains of Moab beyond the Jordan, east of Jericho. And we go back in Joshua into Joshua chapter 12, 1-6. The Israelites struck down the following kings of the land and took possession of their land beyond the Jordan to the east and from the Arnon Valley to Mount Hermon, including all the Arabah eastward. Sihon, king of the Amorites, lived in Heshbon. He ruled over the territory from Arar in the rim of the Arnon Valley, along the middle of the valley, and half of Gilead up to the Jabbok River, the border of the Ammonites. The Arabah east of the Sea of Chinnereth to the Sea of the Arabah, that is the Dead Sea, eastward through Beth Jeshemoth, and southward below the slopes of Pegash. Og, king of Bashan, of the remnant of the Rephaim, lived in Asheroth and Edri. He ruled over Mount Hermon, Salchachach, and Bashan up to the Gershurite and Machite border, and half of Gilead to the border of Sihon, king of Eshbon. Moses the Lord's servant and the Israelites struck them down, and Moses the Lord's servant gave them their land as an inheritance to the Reubenites, Gadites, and half the tribe of Manasseh. Then into Deuteronomy three eighteen to 29 I commanded you at this time, The Lord your God has given you this land to possess. All your fighting men will cross over in battle formation ahead of your brothers the Israelites. But your wives, young children, and livestock, I know that you have a lot of livestock, will remain in the cities I have given you, until the Lord gives rest to your brothers as he has to you. And they also take possession of the land the Lord your God is giving them across the Jordan. Then each of you may return to his possession that I have given you. I commanded Joshua at that time, Your own eyes have seen everything the Lord your God has done to these two kings. The Lord will do the same to all the kingdoms you are about to enter. Don't be afraid of them, for the Lord your God fights for you. At that time I begged the Lord, Lord God, you have begun to show your greatness and power to your servant. For what God is there in heaven or on earth who can perform deeds and mighty acts like yours? Please let me cross over and see the beautiful land on the other side of the Jordan, that good hill country in Lebanon. But the Lord was angry with me on account of you and would not listen to me. The Lord said to me, That's enough. Do not speak to me again about this matter. Go to the top of Pisgah and look to the west, north, south and east, and see it with your own eyes, for you will not cross this Jordan. But commission Joshua and encourage and strengthen him, for he will cross over ahead of the people and enable them to inherit this land that you will see. So we stayed in the valley facing Beth Peor. And then into Numbers 33, uh, through to chapter 35, verse 8. The Lord spoke to Moses in the plains of Moab by the Jordan across from Jericho. Tell the Israelites when you cross the Jordan into the land of Canaan, 
You must drive out all the inhabitants of the land before you, destroy all their stone images and cast images, and demolish all their high places. You are to take possession of the land and settle in it, because I have given you the land to possess. You are to receive the land as an inheritance by lot, according to your clans. Increase the inheritance for a large clan and decrease it for a small one. Whatever place the lot indicates for someone will be his. You will receive an inheritance according to your ancestral tribes. But if you don't drive out the inhabitants of the land before you, those you allow to remain will become thorns in your eyes and in your sides. They will harass you in the land where you live, and what I had planned to do to them, I will do to you. The Lord spoke to Moses, Command the Israelites and say to them, When you enter the land of Canaan, it will be allotted to you as an inheritance with these borders. Your southern side will be from the wilderness of Zin along the boundary of Edom. Your southern border on the east will begin at the east end of the Dead Sea. Your border will turn south of the ascent of Akrabim, proceed to Zin and end south of Kadesh Barnea. It will go to Hazah, Dar Dar and proceed to Asmon. The border will turn from Asmon to the brook of Egypt where it will end at the Mediterranean Sea. Your western border will be the coastline of the Mediterranean Sea. This will be your western border. This will be your northern border. From the Mediterranean Sea draw a line to Mount Hor. From Mount Hor draw a line to the entrance of Hamath and the border will reach Zedad. Then the border will go to Ziphron and end at Hazar Anan. This will be your northern border. For your eastern border, draw a line from Hazar Anan to Shepham. The border will go down from Shepham to Ribla east of Ayan. It will continue down and reach the eastern slope of the Sea of Shinnereth. Then the border will go down to the Jordan and end at the Dead Sea. This will be your land defined by its borders on all sides. So Moses commanded the Israelites, This is the land you are to receive by lot as an inheritance which the Lord has commanded to be given to the nine and a half tribes. For the tribe of the Reubenites and the tribe of the Gadites have received their inheritance according to their ancestral houses, and half the tribe of Manasseh have received its inheritance. The two and a half tribes have received their inheritance across the Jordan from Jericho, eastward towards the sunrise. The Lord spoke to Moses, These are the names of the men who are to distribute the land as an inheritance for you. Eliezer the priest and Joshua son of Nun, take one leader from each tribe to distribute the land. These are the names of the men, Caleb son of Jephunneh from the tribe of Judah, Shemuel son of Amahud from the tribe of Simeon, Eladad son of Shislon from the tribe of Benjamin, Buki son of Joglia, a leader from the tribe of Dan from the sons of Joseph, Haniel son of Ephod, a leader from the tribe of Manasseh, Kemuel son of Shiftan, a leader from the tribe of Ephraim, Elizaphan son of Parnach, a leader from the tribe of Zebulun, Paltiel son of Azan, a leader from the tribe of Ishkar, Ahihud son of Shalomi, a leader from the tribe of Asher, Perahel son of Amahud, a leader from the tribe of Naphtali. These are the ones the Lord commanded to distribute the inheritance to the Israelites in the land of Canaan. The Lord again spoke to Moses in the plains of Moab by the Jordan across from the Jericho. Command the Israelites to give cities out of their hereditary property for the Levites to live in, and pasture land around the cities. The cities will be for them to live in, and their pasture lands will be for their herds, flocks, and all their other animals. The pasture lands of the cities you are to give the Levites will extend from the city wall 500 yards on every side. Measure 1,000 yards outside the city for the east side, 1,000 yards for the south side, 
1,000 yards for the west side and 1,000 yards for the north side with the city in the centre. This will belong to them as pasture lands for the cities. The cities you give the Levites will include six cities of refuge, which you must provide so that no one who kills someone may flee there. In addition to these, give 42 other cities. The total number of cities you give the Israelites will be 48 along with their pasture lands. Of the cities that you give from the Israelites' territory, you should take more from a larger tribe and less from a smaller one. Each tribe is to give some of its cities to the Levites in proportion to the inheritance it receives. And there we end day 64. Day 65, as we begin to begin to end, as we come to the end of Numbers, um, begin to swap into Deuteronomy. Um, there will be again a number of different chapters and different chronological looks at these chapters before we start in Deuteronomy um, altogether. So Numbers 35, 9-34 The Lord said to Moses, Speak to the Israelites and tell them, When you cross the Jordan into the land of Canaan, designate cities to serve as cities of refuge for you, so that a person who kills someone unintentionally may flee there. You will have the cities as a refuge from the avenger, so that the one who kills someone will not die until he stands trial before the assembly. The cities you select will be your six cities of refuge. Select three cities across the Jordan and three cities in the land of Canaan to be cities of refuge. These six cities will serve as a refuge for the Israelites and for the foreigner or temporary resident among them, so that anyone who kills a person unintentionally may flee there. If anyone strikes a person with an iron object and death results, he is a murderer. The murderer must be put to death. If a man has in his hand a stone capable of causing death and strikes another man and he dies, this murderer must be put to death. If a man has in his hand a wooden object capable of causing death and he dies, the murderer must be put to death. The avenger of blood himself is to kill the murderer. When he finds him, he is to kill him. Likewise, if anyone is in hatred pushes a person or throws an object at him with malicious intent and he dies, or if in hostility he strikes him with his hand and he dies, the one who struck him must be put to death. He is a murderer. The avenger of blood is to kill the murderer when he finds him. But if anyone suddenly pushes a person without hostility, or throws any object at him without malicious intent, or drops a stone without looking, that could kill a person and he dies but he was not his enemy and wasn't trying to harm him. The assembly is to judge between the slayer and the avenger of blood, according to these ordinances. The assembly is to protect the one who kills someone from the hand of the avenger of blood. Then the assembly will return him to the city of refuge he fled to, and he must live there until the death of the high priest who was anointed with the holy oil. If the one who kills someone ever goes outside the border of the city of refuge he fled to, and the avenger of blood finds him outside the border of his city of refuge and kills him, the avenger will not be guilty of bloodshed, for the one who killed a person was supposed to live in his city of refuge until the death of the high priest. Only after the death of the high priest may the one who has killed a person return to the land he possesses. These instructions will be a statutory ordinance for you throughout your generations, wherever you live. If anyone kills a person, the murderer is to be put to death based on the word of witnesses, but no one is to be put to death based on the testimony of one witness. You are not to accept a ransom for the life of a murderer who is guilty of killing someone. He must be put to death. Neither should you accept a ransom for the person who flees to his city of refuge 
allowing him to return and live in the land before the death of the high priest. Do not defile the land where you are, for bloodshed defiles the land, and there can be no atonement for the land because of the blood that is shed on it, except by the blood of the person who shed it. Do not make the land unclean where you live, and where I reside, for I, the Lord, reside among the Israelites. Deuteronomy 4, 41-49 Then Moses set apart three cities across the Jordan to the east, where one could flee who committed manslaughter, and killed his neighbour accidentally without previously hating him. He could flee to one of these cities and stay alive. Bezerah in the wilderness and the plateau land belonging to the Reubenites, Ramoth and Gilead belonging to the Gadites, or Golan and Bashan belonging to the Manassites. This is the law Moses gave the Israelites. These are the decrees, statutes and ordinances Moses proclaimed to them after they came out of Egypt, across the Jordan in the valley facing Beth Peor, in the land of Sihon, king of the Amorites. He lived in Heshbon, and Moses and the Israelites defeated him after they came out of Egypt. They took possession of his land in the land of Og, king of Bashan, the two Amorite kings who were across the Jordan to the east, from Aror on the rim of the Arnon Valley, as far as Mount Sion, that is Hermon, and all the Arabah on the east side of the Jordan, as far as the Dead Sea below the slopes of Pisgash. Then into Deuteronomy 19, 1-13. When the Lord your God annihilates the nations whose land he is giving you, so that you drive them out and live in their cities and houses, you are to set apart three cities for yourselves within the land your law, the Lord your God is giving you to possess. You are to determine the distances and divide the land the Lord your God is granting you as an inheritance into three regions, so that anyone who commits manslaughter can flee to these cities. Here is the law concerning a case of someone who kills a person and flees there to save his life, having killed his neighbour accidentally without previously hating him. If he goes into the forest with his neighbour to cut timber, and his hand swings the axe to chop down a tree, and the blade flies off the handle and strikes his neighbour so that he dies, that person may flee to one of these cities and live. Otherwise the avenger of blood in the heat of his anger might pursue the one who committed manslaughter, overtake him because the distance is great, and strike him dead. Yet he did not deserve to die, since he did not previously hate his neighbour. This is why I am commanding you to set apart three cities for yourselves. If the Lord your God enlarges your territory, as he swore to your fathers, and gives you all the land he promised to give them, provided you keep every one of these commands I am giving you today, and follow them, loving the Lord your God and walking in his ways at all times, you are to add three more cities to these three. In this way innocent blood will not be shed, and you will not become guilty of bloodshed in the land the Lord your God is giving you as an inheritance. But if someone hates his neighbour, lies in ambush for him, attacks him and strikes him fatally, and flees to one of these cities, the elders of his city must send for him, take him from there and hand him over to the avenger of blood, and he will die. You must not look on him with pity, but purge from Israel the guilt of shedding innocent blood, and you will prosper. Then into Numbers 36, 1-12. The family leaders from the clan of the descendants of Gilead, the son of Machir, son of Manasseh, one of the clans of the sons of Joseph, approached and addressed Moses and the leaders who were over the Israelite families. They said, The Lord commanded my Lord to give the land as an inheritance by lot to the Israelites. My Lord was further commanded by the Lord to give our brother Zulophilhad's inheritance to his daughters. If they marry any of the men from the other Israelite tribes, their inheritance will be taken away from our father's inheritance, 
and added to that of the tribe into which they marry. Therefore part of our allotted inheritance would be taken away. When the jubilee comes for the Israelites, their inheritance will be added to that of the tribe into which they marry, and their inheritance will be taken away from the inheritance of our ancestral tribe. So Moses commanded the Israelites at the word of the Lord, What the tribe of Joseph's descendants says is right. This is what the Lord has commanded concerning Zephulahad's daughters. They may marry anyone they like, provided they marry within a clan of their ancestral tribe. An inheritance belonging to the Israelites must not transfer from tribe to tribe, because each of the Israelites is to retain the inheritance of his ancestral tribe. Any daughter who possesses an inheritance from an Israelite tribe must marry someone from the clan of her ancestral tribe, so that each of the Israelites will possess the inheritance of his fathers. No inheritance is to transfer from one tribe to another, because each of the Israelite tribes is to retain its inheritance. The daughters of Zephulahad did as the Lord commanded Moses. Mahalal, Tirzah, Holgah, Milcah and Noah, the daughters of Zephulahad, married cousins on their father's side. They married men from the clans of the descendants of Manasseh, son of Joseph, and their inheritance remained within the tribe of their father's clan. Then we move into Deuteronomy chapter 1 verses 1 to 5. These are the words Moses spoke to all Israel across the Jordan in the wilderness in the Arabah opposite Suf between Paran and Tophel, Laban, Hazaroth and Dezabaha. It is an eleven-day journey from Horeb to Kadesh Barnea by the way of Mount Seir. In the fortieth year, in the eleventh month, on the first of the month, Moses told the Israelites everything the Lord had commanded him to say to them. This was after he had defeated Sihon, king of the Amorites, who lived in Heshbon, and Og, king of Bashan, who lived in Asherath at Edri. Across the Jordan in the land of Moab, Moses began to explain this law, saying... And then we move into Deuteronomy 4, uh, 1-24. Now listen, Israel, to the statutes and ordinances I am teaching you to follow, so that you may live, enter, and take possession of the land the Lord your God of your fathers is giving you. You must not add anything to what I command you, or take anything away from it, so that you may keep the commands of the Lord your God I am giving you. Your eyes have seen what the Lord did at Bel Peor, for the Lord your God destroyed every one of you who followed Baal of Peor. But you have remained faithful to the Lord. Your God are all alive today. Look, I have taught you statutes and ordinances as the Lord my God has commanded me, so that you may follow them in the land you are entering to possess. Carefully follow them, for this will show your wisdom and understanding in the eyes of the peoples. When they hear about all these statutes, they will say, This great nation is indeed a wise and understanding people. For what great nation is there that has a God near to it, as the Lord our God is to us whenever we call to him? And what great nation has righteous statutes and ordinances like this entire law I set before you today? Only be in your guard and diligently watch yourselves, so that you don't forget the things your eyes have seen, and so that they don't slip from your mind as long as you live. Teach them to your children and your grandchildren. The day you stood before the Lord your God at Horeb, The Lord said to me, Assemble the people before me, and I will let them hear my words, so that they may learn to fear me all the days they live on the earth, and may instruct their children. You came near and stood at the base of the mountain, a mountain blazing with fire into the heavens and enveloped in a dense black cloud. Then the Lord spoke to you from the fire, 
You kept hearing the sound of the words, but didn't see a form. There was only a voice. He declared his covenant to you. He commanded you to follow the Ten Commandments, which he wrote on two stone tablets. At that time, the Lord commanded me to teach you statutes and ordinances for you to follow in the land you are about to cross into and possess. Be extremely careful for your own good, because you did not see any form in the day the Lord spoke to you at Horeb out of the fire. Not to act corruptly and make an idol for yourselves in the shape of any figure, a male or female form, or the form of any beast on the earth, any winged creature that flies in the sky, any creature that crawls on the ground, or any fish in the waters under the earth. When you look to the heavens and see the sun, moon and stars, all the array of heaven, do not be led astray to bow down and worship them. The Lord your God has provided them for all people everywhere under heaven, But the Lord selected you and brought you out of Egypt's iron furnace to be a people for his inheritance, as you are today. The Lord was angry with me on your account. He swore that I would not cross the Jordan and enter the good land the Lord your God is giving you as an inheritance. I won't be crossing the Jordan because I am going to die in this land, but you are about to cross over and take possession of this good land. Be careful not to forget the covenant of the Lord your God that he made with you and make an idol for yourselves in the shape of anything he has forbidden you. For the Lord your God is a consuming fire, a jealous God. There we end, day 55. You possibly got confused at the end of yesterday. I did as well because I said the end of day 55. It wasn't, it was the end of day 65 and we're now on day 66 Uh, I always go back to check just to make sure I'm on the right day. Um, So we're definitely starting day 66 in week 10 as we begin to go through Deuteronomy. Uh, And this is a passage once we get into Deuteronomy 5 as we have the Ten Commandments. Uh, There'll probably be lots of stutters and lots of wrong words, but hopefully you'll get the, the gist of what goes on. Starting at Deuteronomy chapter 4 verse 25. When you have children and grandchildren and have been in the land a long time, and if you act corruptly, make an idol in the form of anything, and do what is evil in the sight of the Lord your God, provoking him to anger, I call heaven and earth as witnesses against you today, that you will quickly perish from the land you are about to cross the Jordan to possess. You will not live long there, but you will certainly be destroyed. The Lord will scatter you among the peoples, and you will be reduced to a few survivors among the nations where the Lord your God will drive you. There you will worship man-made gods of wood and stone, which cannot see, hear, eat, or smell. But from there you will search for the Lord your God, and you will find him when you seek him with all your heart and all your soul. When you are in distress and all these things have happened to you, you will return to the Lord your God in later days and obey him. He will not leave you, destroy you, or forget the covenant with your fathers that he swore to them by oath, because the Lord your God is a compassionate God. Indeed, to ask about the earlier days that preceded you, from the day God created man on the earth and from one end of the heavens to the other, has anything like this great event ever happened? Or has anything like it been heard of? Has a people ever heard God's voice speaking from the fire as you have and lived? Or has a God ever attempted to go and take a nation as his own out of another nation, by trials, signs, wonders and war, by a strong hand and an outstretched arm, by great terrors, as the Lord your God did for you in Egypt before your eyes. You were shown these things so that you would know that the Lord is God, there is no others beside him. He let you hear his voice from heaven to instruct you, 
He showed you his great fire on earth and you heard his words from the fire. Because he loved your fathers, he chose their descendants after them and brought you out of Egypt by his presence and great power to drive out before you nations greater and stronger than you and to bring you in and give you their land as an inheritance, as is now taking place. Today, recognize and keep in mind that the Lord is God in heaven above and on earth below. There is no other. Keep his statutes and commands which I am giving you today, so that you and your children after you may prosper and so that you may live long in the land the Lord your God is giving you for all time. Moses summoned all Israel and said to them, Listen, Israel, to the statutes and ordinances I am proclaiming as you hear them today. Learn and follow them carefully. The Lord our God made us a covenant with us at Horeb. He did not make this covenant with our fathers, but with all of us who are alive here today. The Lord spoke to you face to face from the fire on the mountain. At that time I was standing between the Lord and you to report the word of the Lord to you, because you were afraid of the fire and did not go up the mountain. And he said, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the place of slavery. Do not have other gods beside me. Do not make an idol for yourself in the shape of anything in the heavens above or on the earth below or in the waters under the earth. You must not bow down to them or worship them because I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, punishing the children for the father's sins to the third and fourth generations of those who hate me but showing faithful love to a thousand generations of those who love me and keep my commands. Do not misuse the name of the Lord your God, because the Lord will punish anyone who misuses his name. Be careful to dedicate the Sabbath day, as the Lord your God has commanded you. You are to labour six days and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. You must not do any work, you, your son or daughter, your male or female slave, your ox or donkey, any of your livestock, or the foreigner who lives within your gates, so that your male and female slaves may rest as you do. Remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt, and the Lord your God brought you out of there with a strong hand and an outstretched arm. That is why the Lord your God has commanded you to keep the Sabbath day. Honour your father and your mother as the Lord your God has commanded you, so that you may live long and so that you may prosper in the land the Lord your God is giving you. Do not murder, Do not commit adultery, do not steal, do not give dishonest testimony against your neighbour. Do not desire your neighbour's wife, or covet your neighbour's house or field, his male or female slave, his ox or donkey, or anything that belongs to your neighbour. We would know these as the Ten Commandments. The Lord spoke these commands in a loud voice to your entire assembly from the fire, cloud, and thick darkness on the mountain. He added nothing more. He wrote them on two stone tablets and gave them to me. All of you approached me with your tribal leaders and elders when you heard the voice from the darkness and while the mountain was blazing with fire. You said, Look, the Lord our God has shown us his glory and greatness and we have heard his voice from the fire. Today we have seen that God speaks with a person yet he still lives. But now why should we die? This great fire will consume us and we will die if we hear the voice of the Lord our God any longer. For who out of all mankind has heard the voice of the living God speaking from the fire as we have and lived? Go near and listen to everything the Lord our God says. Then you can tell us everything the Lord our God tells you. We will listen and obey. The Lord heard your words when you spoke to me. He said to me, I have heard the words that these people have spoken to you. Everything they have said is right. If only they had such a heart to fear me and keep all my commands. 
so that they and their children will prosper forever. Go and tell them, return to your tents, but you stand here with me, and I will tell you every command, the statutes and ordinances, you are to teach them so that they may follow them in the land I am giving them to possess. Be careful to do as the Lord your God had commanded you. You are not to turn aside to the right or the left. Follow the whole instruction the Lord your God has commanded you, so that you may live, prosper, and have a long life in the land you will possess. This is the command, the statutes and ordinances the Lord your God has instructed me to teach you, so that you may follow them in the land you are about to enter and possess. Do this so that you may fear the Lord your God all the days of your life, by keeping all his statutes and commands I am giving you, your son and your grandson, and so that you may have a full and long life. Listen, Israel, and be careful to follow them, so that you may prosper and multiply multiply greatly, because the Lord, the God of your fathers, has promised you a land flowing with milk and honey. Listen, Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. These words that I am giving you today are to be in your heart. Repeat them to your children. Talk about them when you sit in your house and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Bind them as a sign on your hand and let them be a symbol on your forehead. Write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. When the Lord your God brings you into the land, he swore to your fathers, Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, that he would give you a land with large and beautiful cities that you did not build. Houses full of every good thing that you did not fill them with, wells dug that you did not dig, and vineyards and olive groves that you did not plant. And when you eat and be are satisfied, be careful not to forget the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the place of slavery. Fear the Lord your God, worship him and take your oaths in his name. Do not follow other gods, the gods of the peoples around you, for the Lord your God who is among you is a jealous God. Otherwise the Lord your God will become angry with you and wipe off the face wipe you off the face of the earth. Do not test the Lord your God as you tested him at Massa. Carefully observe the commands of the Lord your God, the decrees and statutes he has commanded you. Do what is right and good in the Lord's sight, so that you may prosper and so that you may enter and possess the good land the Lord your God swore to give your fathers by driving out all your enemies before you, as the Lord has said. When your son asks you in the future, what is the meaning of the decrees, statutes and ordinances which the Lord our God has commanded you? Tell him, we were slaves of Pharaoh in Egypt, but the Lord brought us out of Egypt with a strong hand. Before our eyes, the Lord inflicted great and devastating signs and wonders on Egypt, on Pharaoh and on all his household. But he brought us from there in order to lead us in and give us the land that he swore to our fathers. The Lord commanded us to follow all these statutes and to fear the Lord our God for our prosperity always and for our preservation as it is today. Righteousness will be ours if we are careful to follow every one of these commands before the Lord our God as he has commanded us. When the Lord your God brings you into the land you are entering to possess and he drives out many nations before you, the Hittite, Girgashites, Amorites, Canaanites, Perizzites, Hivites and Jebusites, seven nations more numerous and powerful than you. And when the Lord your God delivers them over to you and you defeat them, you must completely destroy them. Make no treaty with them and show them no mercy. Do not intermarry with them. Do not give your daughters to their sons or take their daughters for your sons, because they will turn your sons away from me to worship other gods. 
Then the Lord's anger will burn against you, and he will swiftly destroy you. Instead, this is what you are to do to them. Tear down their altars, smash their standing pillars, cut down their Asherah poles, and burn up their carved images. For you are a holy people belonging to the Lord your God. The Lord your God has chosen you to be his own possession out of all the peoples on the face of the earth. The Lord was devoted to you and chose you, not because you were more numerous than all peoples, for you were the fewest of all peoples, but because the Lord loved you and kept the oath he swore to your fathers. He brought you out with a strong hand and redeemed you from the place of slavery, from the power of Pharaoh king of Egypt. Know that Yahweh your God is God, the faithful God who keeps his gracious covenant loyalty for a thousand generations with those who love him and keep his commands. But he directly pays back and destroys those who hate him. He will not hesitate to directly pay back the one who hates him. So keep the command, the statutes and ordinances that I am giving you to follow today. And there we end day 66. So on the day 67, as we continue through Deuteronomy, and today we go from Deuteronomy 7 through to Deuteronomy chapter 10, as Moses continues his speech to the Israelites. Deuteronomy 7, chapter 7, verse 12. If you listen to and are careful to keep these ordinances, the Lord your God will keep his covenant loyalty with you as he swore to your fathers. He will love you, bless you, and multiply you. He will bless your descendants in the produce of your soil, your grain, new wine, and oil, the young of your herds and the newborn of your flocks, in the land he swore to your fathers that he would give you. You will be blessed above all peoples. There will be no infertile males or females among you or your livestock. The Lord will remove all sickness from you. He will not put on you all the terrible diseases of Egypt that you know about, but he will inflict them on all who hate you. You must destroy all the peoples the Lord your God is delivering over to you and not look on them with pity. Do not worship their gods, for this will be a snare to you. If you say to yourself, These nations are greater than I, how can I drive them out? Do not be afraid of them. Be sure to remember what the Lord your God did to Pharaoh and all Egypt, the great trials that you saw, the signs and wonders, the strong hand and outstretched arm by which the Lord your God brought you out. The Lord your God will do the same to all the peoples you fear. The Lord your God will also send a hornet against them until all the survivors and those hiding from you perish. Don't be terrified of them, for the Lord your God, a great and awesome God, is among you. The Lord your God will drive out these nations before you little by little. You will not be able to destroy them all at once, otherwise the wild animals will become too numerous for you. The Lord your God will give them over to you and throw them into great confusion until they are destroyed. He will hand their kings over to you and you will wipe out their names under heaven. No one will be able to stand against you. You will annihilate them. You must burn up the carved images of their gods. Don't covet the silver and gold on the images and take it for yourself or else you will be ensnared by it. For it is abhorrent to the Lord your God. You must not bring any abhorrent things into your house or you will be set apart for destruction like it. You are to utterly detest and abhor it, because it is set apart for destruction. You must carefully follow every command I am giving you today, so that you may live and increase, and may enter and take possession of the land the Lord swore to your fathers. Remember that the Lord your God led you in the entire journey these forty years in the wilderness, so that he might humble you and test you to know what was in your heart, whether or not you would keep his commands. 
He humbled you by letting you go hungry. Then he gave you manna to eat, which you and your fathers had not known, so that you might learn that man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. Your clothing did not wear out, and your feet did not swell these forty years. Keep in mind that the Lord your God has been disciplining you just as a man disciplines his son. So keep the commands of the Lord your God by walking in his ways and fearing him. For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land, a land with streams of water, springs and deep water sources, flowing both valleys and hills, a land of wheat, barley, vines, figs and pomegranates, a land of olive oil and honey, a land where you will eat food without shortage, where you will lack nothing, a land whose rocks are iron and from whose hills you will mine copper. When you eat and are full, you will praise the Lord your God for the good land he has given you. Be careful that you don't forget the Lord your God by failing to keep his command, the ordinances and statutes I am giving you today. When you eat and are full and build houses to live in, and your herds and flocks grow large and your silver and gold multiply and everything else you have increases, be careful that your heart doesn't become proud and you forget the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the place of slavery. He led you through the great and terrible wilderness with its poisonous snakes and scorpions, a thirsty land where there was no water. He brought water out of the flint-light rock for you. He fed you in the wilderness with manna that your fathers had not known, in order to humble and test you, so that in the end he might cause you to prosper. You may say to yourself, My power and my own ability have gained this wealth from me. But remember that the Lord your God gives you the power to gain wealth, in order to confirm his covenant he swore to your fathers, as it is today. If you ever forget the Lord your God and go after other gods to worship and bow down to them, I testify against you today that you will perish. Like the nations the Lord is about to destroy before you, you will perish if you do not obey the Lord your God. Listen, Israel, today you are about to cross the Jordan and go and drive out great nations greater and stronger than you, with large cities fortified to the heavens. The people are strong and tall, the descendants of the Anakim, You know about them and you have heard it said about them who can stand up to the sons of Anak. But understand that today the Lord your God will cross over ahead of you as a consuming fire. He will devastate and subdue them before you. You will drive them out and destroy them swiftly as the Lord has told you. When the Lord your God drives them out before you, do not say to yourself, The Lord brought me in to take possession of this land because of my righteousness. Instead, the Lord will drive out these nations before you because of their wickedness. You are not going to take possession of their land because of your righteousness or your integrity. Instead, the Lord your God will drive out these nations before you because of their wickedness, in order to keep the promise he swore to your fathers, Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. Understand that the Lord your God is not giving you this good land to possess because of your righteousness, for you are a stiff-necked people. Remember and do not forget how you provoked the Lord your God in the wilderness, You have been rebelling against the Lord from the day you left the land of Egypt until you reached this place. You provoked the Lord at Horeb and he was angry enough with you to destroy you. When I went up to the mountain to receive the stone tablets, the tablets of the covenant the Lord made with you, I stayed in the mountain forty days and forty nights. I did not eat bread or drink water. On the day of the assembly the Lord gave me two stone tablets inscribed by God's finger. The exact words were on them which the Lord spoke to you from the fire on the mountain. The Lord gave me the two stone tablets, the tablets of the covenant at the end of the forty days and forty nights. 
The Lord said to me, Get up and go down immediately from here, for your people, people you brought out of Egypt have acted corruptly. They have turned from the way that I commanded them. They have made a cast image for themselves. The Lord also said to me, I have seen this people, and indeed they are a stiff-necked people. Leave me alone, and I will destroy them and blot out their name under heaven. Then I will make you into a nation stronger and more numerous than they. So I went back down the mountain while it was blazing with fire, and the two tablets of the covenant were in my hands. I saw how you had sinned against the Lord your God. You had made a calf image for yourselves. You had quickly turned from the way the Lord had commanded for you. So I took hold of the tablets and threw them from my hands, shattering them before your eyes. Then I fell down like the first time in the presence of the Lord for forty days and forty nights. I did not eat bread or drink water because of all the sin you have committed, doing what was evil in the Lord's sight and provoking him to anger. I was afraid of the fierce anger the Lord had directed against you because he was about to destroy you. But again the Lord listened to me on that occasion. The Lord was angry enough with Aaron to destroy him, but I prayed for Aaron at that time also. I took the sinful calf you had made, burned it up, crushed it, and thoroughly grinding it to powder as fine as dust. Then I threw it into the stream that came down from the mountain. You continued to provoke the Lord at Taborah, Massa, and Kibroth Hattavah. When the Lord sent you from Kadesh Barnea, he said, Go up and possess the land I have given you. You rebelled against the command of the Lord your God. You did not believe or obey him. You have been rebelling against the Lord ever since I have known you. I fell down in the presence of the Lord forty days and forty nights because the Lord had threatened to destroy you. I prayed to the Lord, Lord God, do not annihilate your people, your inheritance, whom you redeemed through your greatness and brought out of Egypt with a strong hand. Remember your servants Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. Disregard this people's stubbornness and their wickedness and sin. Otherwise those in the land you brought us from will say, Because the Lord wasn't able to bring them into the land he promised them, and because he hated them he brought them out to kill them in the wilderness. But they are your people, your inheritance, whom you brought out by your great power and outstretched arm. The Lord said to me at that time, Cut two stone tablets like the first ones and come to me on the mountain and make a wooden ark. I will write in the tablets the words that were on the first tablets you broke, and you are to place them in the ark. So I made an ark out of acacia wood and cut two stone tablets like the first ones, and climbed the mountain with the two tablets in my hand. Then on the day of the assembly, the Lord wrote in the tablets what had been written previously, the ten commandments that he had spoken to you in the mountain from the fire. The Lord gave them to me, and I went back down the mountain and placed the tablets in the ark I had made, and they have remained there as the Lord commanded me. The Israelites travelled from Beroth, Benajakan, to Mosherah. Aaron died and was buried there, and Eliezer, his son, became priest in his place. They travelled from there to Gudgah, and from Gudgah to Jobahath, a land with streams of water. At that time the Lord set apart the tribe of Levi to carry the Ark of the Lord's Covenant, to stand before the Lord to serve him, and to bless in his name as it is today. For this reason Levi does not have a portion or inheritance like his brother's, the Lord is his inheritance, as the Lord your God told him. I stayed on the mountain forty days and forty nights like the first time. The Lord also listened to me on this occasion. He agreed not to annihilate you. Then the Lord said to me, Get up, continue your journey ahead of the people, so that they may enter and possess the land I swore to give their fathers. And now, Israel, what does the Lord your God ask of you except to fear the Lord your God by walking in all his ways? 
to love him and to worship the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul. Keep the Lord's commands and statutes I am giving you today for your own good. The heavens, indeed the highest heavens, belong to the Lord your God, as does the earth and everything in it. Yet the Lord was devoted to your fathers and loved them. He chose their descendants after them. He chose you out of all the peoples as it is today. Therefore circumcise your hearts and don't be stiff-necked any longer. For the Lord your God is the God of gods and Lord of lords, the great, mighty and awesome God, showing no partiality and taking no bribe. He executes justice for the fatherless and the widow, and loves the foreign resident, giving him food and clothing. You must also love the foreigner, since you were foreigners in the land of Egypt. You are to fear the Lord your God and worship him. Remain faithful to him and take oaths in his name. He is your praise and he is your God, who has done for you these great and awesome works your eyes have seen. Your fathers went down to Egypt, seventy people in all, and now the Lord your God has made you as numerous as the stars of the sky. There we end day 67. So we continue through day 68 as we read Deuteronomy 11 to 13. And it's fairly straightforward today as we go through these couple of chapters of Deuteronomy as Moses continues to tell the Israelites of their plans and what they should do. Deuteronomy 11 verse 1. Therefore love the Lord your God and always keep his mandate and his statutes, ordinances and commands. You must understand today that it is not your children who experienced or saw the discipline of the Lord your God. His greatness, strong hand and outstretched arm, his signs and the works he did in Egypt to Pharaoh king of Egypt and all his land. What he did to Egypt's army, its horses and chariots, when he made the waters of the Red Sea flow over them as they pursued you, and he destroyed them completely. What he did to you in the wilderness until you reached this place, and what he did to Dathan and Abaram, the sons of Eliab the Reubenite, when in the middle of the whole Israelite camp the earth opened its mouth and swallowed them, their households, their tents and every living thing with them. Your own eyes have seen every great work the Lord has done. Keep every command I am giving you today, so that you may have the strength to cross into and possess the land you are to inherit, and so that you may live long in the land the Lord swore to your fathers to give them and their descendants, a land flowing with milk and honey. For the land you are entering to possess is not like the land of Egypt, from which you come, have come, where you sowed your seed and irrigated by hand as in a vegetable garden. But the land you are entering to possess is a land of mountains and valleys, watered by rain from the sky. It is a land the Lord your God cares for. He is always watching over it from the beginning to the end of the year. If you carefully obey my commands I am giving you today, to love the Lord your God and worship him with all your heart and all your soul, I will provide rain for your land in season, the early and late rains, and you will harvest your grain, new wine and oil. I will provide grass in your fields for your livestock. You will eat and be satisfied. Be careful that you are not enticed to turn aside, worship and bow down to other gods. Then the Lord's anger will burn against you. He will close the sky and there will be no rain. The land will not yield its produce and you will perish quickly from the good land the Lord is giving you. Impress these words of mine on your hearts and souls. Bind them as a sign on your hands and let them be a symbol on your foreheads. Teach them to your children, talking about them when you sit in your house and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates, so that as long as the heavens are above the earth, 
Your days and those of your children may be many in the land the Lord swore to give your fathers. For if you carefully observe every one of these commands I am giving you to follow, to love the Lord your God, walk in all his ways, and remain faithful to him, the Lord will drive out all these nations before you, and you will drive out nations greater and stronger than you are. Every place the sole of your foot treads will be yours. Your territory will extend from the wilderness to Lebanon and from the Euphrates River to the Mediterranean Sea. No one will be able to stand against you. The Lord your God will put fear and dread of you in all the land where you set foot, as he has promised you. Look, today I set before you a blessing and a curse. There will be a blessing if you obey the commands of the Lord your God I am giving you today, and a curse if you do not obey the commands of the Lord your God, and you turn aside from the path I command you today, by following other gods you have not known. When the Lord your God brings you into the land you are entering to possess, you are to proclaim the blessing at Mount Gerizim and at the Mount Ebal. Aren't these mountains across the Jordan, beyond the western road in the land of the Canaanites who live in the Arabah, opposite Gilgal near the Oaks of Moreh? For you are about to cross the Jordan to enter and take possession of the land the Lord your God is giving you. When you possess it and settle in it, be careful to follow all the statutes and ordinances I set before you today. Be careful to follow these statutes and ordinances in the land that the Lord, the God of your fathers, has given you to possess all the days you live on earth. Destroy completely all the places where the mountains you are driving out worship their gods, on the high mountains, on the hills, and under every flourishing tree. Tear down their altars, smash their sacred pillars, burn up their Asherah poles. Cut down the carved images of their gods, and wipe out their names from every place. Don't worship the Lord your God this way. Instead, you must go to the place the Lord your God chooses from all your tribes to put his name for his dwelling. You are to bring there your burnt offerings and sacrifices, your tenths and personal contributions, your vow offerings and freewill offerings, and the firstborn of your herds and flocks. You will eat there in the presence of the Lord your God, and rejoice with your household in everything you do, because the Lord your God has blessed you. You are not to do as we are doing here today. Everyone is doing whatever seems right in his own eyes. Indeed, you have not yet come into the resting place in the inheritance the Lord your God is giving you. When you cross the Jordan and live in the land the Lord your God is giving you to inherit, and he gives you rest from all the enemies around you and you live in security, then the Lord your God will choose the place to have his name dwell. Bring there everything I command you, your burnt offerings, sacrifices, offerings of the tenth, personal contributions, and all your choice offerings you vow to the Lord. You will rejoice before the Lord your God, you, your sons and daughters, your male and female slaves, and the Levite who is within your gates, since he has no portion or inheritance among you. Be careful not to offer your burnt offerings in all the sacred places you see, you must offer your burnt offerings only in the place the Lord chooses in one of your tribes, and there you must do everything I command you. But whenever you want, you may slaughter and eat meat within any of your gates, according to the blessing the Lord your God has given you. Those who are clean or unclean may eat it, as they would a gazelle or deer. But you must not eat the blood, pour it on the ground like water. Within your gates you may not eat, the tenth of your grain, new wine or oil, the firstborn of your herd or flock, any of your vow offerings that you pledge, your free will offerings or your personal contributions. 
You must eat them in the presence of the Lord your God at the place the Lord your God chooses, you, your son and daughter, your male and female slave, and the Levite who is within your gates. Rejoice before the Lord your God in everything you do, and be careful not to neglect the Levite as long as you live in your land. When the Lord your God enlarges your territory as he has promised you, and you say, I want to eat meat because you have a strong desire to eat meat, you may eat it whenever you want. If the place where the Lord your God chooses to put his name is too far from you, you may slaughter any of your herd or flock he has given you, as I have commanded you, and you may eat it within your gates whenever you want. Indeed, you may eat it as the gazelle and deer are eaten, both the clean and the unclean may eat it. But don't eat the blood, since the blood is the life, and you must not eat the life with its meat. Do not eat blood, pour it on the ground like water. Do not eat it so that you and your children after you will prosper, because you will be doing what is right in the Lord's sight. But you are to take the holy offerings you have and your vow offerings and go to the place the Lord chooses. Present the meat and the blood of your burnt offerings in the altar of the Lord your God. The blood of your other sacrifices to be poured out beside the altar of the Lord your God, but you may eat the meat. Be careful to obey all these things I command you, so that you and your children after you may prosper forever, because you will be doing what is good and right in the sight of the Lord your God. When the Lord your God annihilates all nations before you, which you are entering to take possession of, and you drive them out and live in their land, be careful not to be ensnared by their ways after they have been destroyed before you. Do not inquire about their gods, asking, How did these nations worship their gods? I'll also do the same. You must not do the same to the Lord your God, because they practice for their gods every detestable thing the Lord hates. They even burn their sons and daughters in the fire to their gods. You must be careful to do everything I command you. Do not add anything to it or take anything away from it. If a prophet or someone who has dreams arises among you and proclaims a sign or wonder to you, and that sign or wonder he has promised you comes about, but he says, Let us follow other gods which you have not known, and let us worship them. Do not listen to that prophet's words or do what that dreamer. For the Lord your God is testing you to know whether you love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. You must follow the Lord your God and fear him. You must keep his commands and listen to his voice. You must worship him and remain faithful to him. That prophet or dreamer must be put to death because he has urged rebellion against the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt and redeemed you from the place of slavery to turn you from the way the Lord your God had commanded you to walk. You must purge the evil from you. If your brother, the son of your mother, or your son or daughter, or the wife you embrace, or your closest friend secretly entices you, saying, Let us go and worship other gods, which neither you nor your fathers have known, any of the gods of the peoples around you, near you or far from you, from one end of the earth to the other, you must not yield or listen to him. Show him no pity and do not spare him or shield him. Instead, you must kill him. Your hand is to be the first against him to put him to death, and then the hands of all the people. Stone him to death for trying to turn you away from the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the place of slavery. All Israel will hear and be afraid, and they will no longer do anything evil like this among you. If you hear it said about one of your cities the Lord your God is giving you to live in, that wicked men have sprung up among you, lead the inhabitants of their city astray, and say, let us go and worship other gods which you have not known. You are to inquire, investigate and interrogate thoroughly. 
If the report turns out to be true that this detestable thing has happened among you, you must strike down the inhabitants of that city with the sword, completely destroy everyone in it as well as its livestock with the sword. You are to gather all its spoil in the middle of the city square and completely burn up the city and all its spoil for the Lord your God. The city must remain a mound of ruins forever, it is not to be rebuilt. Nothing set apart for destruction is to remain in your hand, so that the Lord will turn from his burning anger and grant you mercy, show you compassion and multiply you as he swore to our, your fathers. This will occur if you obey the Lord your God, keeping all his commands I am giving you today, doing what is right in the sight of the Lord your God. And there we end day 68. Day 69 again, fairly straightforward as we go through Deuteronomy 14 through to 17. Uh, as Moses continues to talk to the Israelites. Deuteronomy 14 verse 1. You are sons of the Lord your God. Do not cut yourselves or make a bald spot on your head on behalf of the dead. For you are a holy people belonging to the Lord your God. The Lord has chosen you to be his special people out of all the peoples in the face of the earth. You must not eat any detestable thing. These are the animals you may eat. The ox, the sheep, the goat, the deer, the gazelle, the roe deer, the wild goat, the ibex, the antelope and the mountain sheep. You may eat any animal that has hooves divided in two and chews the cud. But among the ones that chew the cud or have divided hooves, you are, to not, you are not to eat these. The camel, the hare and the hyrax, though they chew the cud, do not have hooves. They are unclean for you. And the pig, though it has hooves, it does not chew the cud. It is unclean for you. You must not eat their meat or touch their carcasses. You may eat everything from the water that has fins and scales, but you may not eat anything that does not have fins and scales. It is unclean for you. You may eat every clean bird, but these are the ones you may not eat. The eagle, the bearded vulture, the black vulture, the kite, the various kinds of falcon, every kind of raven, the ostrich, the short-eared owl, the gull, the various kinds of hawk, the little owl, the long-eared owl, the white owl, the desert owl, the osprey, the cormorant, the stork, the various kinds of heron, the hoopoe, and the bat. All winged insects are unclean for you, they may not be eaten, but you may eat every clean flying creature. You are not to eat any carcass, you may give it to a resident alien within your gates and he may eat it, or you may sell it to a foreigner, for you are a holy people belonging to the Lord your God. You must not boil a young goat in its mother's milk. Each year you are to set aside a tenth of all the produce grown in your fields. You are to eat a tenth of your grain, new wine and oil, and the firstborn of your herd and flock, in the presence of the Lord your God at the place where he chooses to have his name dwell, so that you will always learn to fear the Lord your God. But if the distance is too great for you to carry it, since the place where the Lord your God chooses to put his name is too far away from you, and since the Lord your God has blessed you, then exchange it for money, take the money in your hand and go to the place the Lord your God chooses. You may spend the money on anything you want, cattle, sheep, wine, beer or anything you desire. You are to feast there in the presence of the Lord your God and rejoice with your family. Do not forget the Levite within your gates, since he has no portion or inheritance among you. At the end of every three years bring a tenth of all your produce for that year and store it within your gates. Then the Levite, who has no portion or inheritance among you, the foreign resident, fatherless and widow within your gates, may come, eat and be satisfied. The Lord your God will bless you in all the work of your hands that you do. 
At the end of every seven years, you must cancel debts. This is how to cancel debt. Every creditor is to cancel what he has lent his neighbour. He is not to collect anything from his neighbour or brother, because the Lord's release of debts has been proclaimed. You may collect something from a foreigner, but you must forgive whatever your brother owes you. There will be no poor among you, however, because the Lord is certain to bless you in the land the Lord your God is giving you to possess it as an inheritance. If only you obey the Lord your God and are careful to follow every one of these commands I am giving you today. When the Lord your God blesses you as he has promised you, you will lend to many nations but not borrow. You will rule over many nations but they will not rule over you. If there is a poor person among you, one of your brothers within any of your gates in the land the Lord your God is giving you. You must not be hard-hearted or tight-fisted toward your poor brother. Instead, you are to open your hand to him and freely loan him enough for whatever he, whatever need he has. Be careful that there isn't this wicked thought in your heart. The seventh year, the year of cancelling debts, is near, and you are stingy toward your poor brother and give him nothing. He will cry out to the Lord against you and you will be guilty. Give to him and don't have a stingy heart when you give. And because of this, the Lord your God will bless you in all your work and in everything you do. For there will never cease to be poor people in the land. That is why I am commanding you. You must willingly open your hand to your afflicted and poor brother in your land. If your fellow Hebrew, a man or woman, is sold to you and serves you six years, you must set him free in the seventh year. When you set him free, do not send him away empty-handed. Give generously to him from your flock, your threshing floor, and your wine press. You are to give him whatever the Lord your God has blessed you with. Remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt, and the Lord your God redeemed you. That is why I am giving you this command today. But if your slave says to you, I don't want to leave you, because he loves you and your family and is well off with you, take an awl and pierce through his ear into the door, and he will become your slave for life. Also treat your female slave the same way. Do not regard it as a hardship when you set him free because he has worked for you six years, worth twice the wages of a hired hand. Then the Lord your God will bless you in everything you do. You must consecrate to the Lord your God every firstborn meal produced by your herd and flock. You are not to put the firstborn of your oxen to work or shear the firstborn of your flock. Each year you and your family are to eat it before the Lord your God in the place the Lord chooses. But if there is a defect in the animal, if it is lame or blind or has any serious defect, you must not sacrifice it to the Lord your God. Eat it within your gates. Both the unclean person and the clean may eat it, as though it were a gazelle or deer. But you must not eat its blood. Pour it out in the ground like water. Observe the month of Abib and celebrate the Passover to the Lord your God, because the Lord your God brought you out of Egypt by night in the month of Abib. Sacrifice to the Lord your God a Passover animal from the herd or flock in the place where the Lord chooses to have his name dwell. You must not eat leavened bread with it. For seven days you are to eat unleavened bread with it, the bread of hardship, because you left the land of Egypt in a hurry. So that you may remember for the rest of your life the day you left the land of Egypt. No yeast is to be found anywhere in your territory for seven days, and none of the meat you sacrifice in the evening of the first day is to remain until morning. You are not to sacrifice the Passover animal in any of the towns the Lord your God is giving you. You must only sacrifice the Passover animal at the place where the Lord your God chooses to have his name dwell. 
Do this in the evening as the sun sets at the same time of day you departed from Egypt. You are to cook it and eat it in the place the Lord your God chooses, and you are to return to your tents in the morning. You must eat unleavened bread for six days. On the seventh day there is to be a solemn assembly to the Lord your God, and you must not do any work. You are to count seven weeks, counting the weeks from the time the sickle is first put to the standing grain. You are to celebrate the festival of weeks to the Lord your God with a freewill offering that you gave in proportion to how the Lord your God has blessed you. Rejoice before the Lord your God in the place where he chooses to have his name dwell, you, your son and daughter, your male and female slave, the Levite within your gates, as well as the foreign resident, the fatherless and the widow among you. Remember that you were slaves in Egypt. Carefully follow these statutes. You are to celebrate the festival of booths for seven days when you have gathered in everything from your threshing floor and wine press. Rejoice during your harvest, you, your son and daughter, your male and female slave, as well as the Levite, the foreign resident, the fatherless and the widow within your gates. You are to hold a seven-day festival for the Lord your God in the place he chooses, because the Lord your God will bless you in all their produce and in all the work of your hands, and you will have abundant joy. All your meals are to appear three times a year before the Lord your God in the place he chooses, at the festival of unleavened bread, the festival of weeks, and the festival of booths. No one is to appear before the Lord empty-handed. Everyone must appear with a gift suited to his means, according to the blessing the Lord your God has given you. Appoint judges and officials for your tribes in all your towns the Lord your God is giving you. They are to judge the people with righteous judgment. Do not deny justice or show partiality to anyone. Do not accept a bribe, for it blinds the eyes of the wise and twists the words of the righteous. Pursue justice and justice alone, so that you will live and possess the land the Lord your God is giving you. Do not set up an Asherah of any kind of wood next to the altar you will build for the Lord your God. And do not set up a sacred pillar. The Lord your God hates them. You must not sacrifice to the Lord your God an ox or sheep with a defect or any serious flaw. For that is detestable to the Lord your God. If a man or woman among you in one of your towns that the Lord your God will give you is discovered doing evil in the sight of the Lord your God and violating his covenant and has gone to worship other gods by bowing down to the sun, moon or all the stars in the sky, which I have forbidden. And if you are told or hear about it, you must investigate it thoroughly. If the reports turn out to be true that this detestable thing has happened in Israel, you must bring out to your gates that man or woman who has done this evil thing and stone them to death. The one contemned to die is to be executed on the testimony of two or three witnesses. No one is to be executed on the testimony of a single witness. The witness's hands are to be first in putting him to death, and after that the hands of all the people. You must purge the evil from you. There we end day 69. And so the last day of week 10, as we read through Deuteronomy 17 um, and right through to 21, uh, skipping out, we skip out a portion of 19, which we'd, we'd covered already, it's starting at Deuteronomy 17. If a case is too difficult for you concerning bloodshed, lawsuits or assaults, cases disputed at your gates, you must go up to the place the Lord your God chooses. You are to go to the Levitical priests and to the judge who presides at that time. Ask, and they will give you a verdict in the case. You must abide by the verdict they give you at the place the Lord chooses. Be careful to do exactly as they instruct you. You must abide by the instruction they give you and the verdict they announce to you. Do not turn to the right or the left from the decision they declare to you. 
the person who acts arrogantly, refusing to listen either to the priest who stands there serving the Lord your God, or to the judge must die. You must purge the evil from Israel. Then all the people will hear about it, be afraid, and no longer behave arrogantly. When you enter the land the Lord your God is giving you, take possession of it, live in it, and say, We want to appoint a king over us like all the nations around us. You are to appoint over the, the king the Lord your God chooses. Appoint a king from your brothers. You are not to set a foreigner over you or one who is not of your people. However, he must acquire, he must not acquire any horses for himself or send the people back to Egypt to acquire many horses. For the Lord has told you, you are never to go back to that way again. He must not acquire many wives for himself so that his heart won't go astray. He must not acquire very large amounts of silver and gold for himself. When he is seated on his royal throne, he is to write a copy of this instruction for himself on a scroll in the presence of the Levitical priests. It is to remain with him, and he is to read from it all the days of his life, so that he may learn to fear the Lord his God, to observe all the words of this instruction, and to do these statutes. Then his heart will not be exalted above his countrymen, he will not turn from this command to the right or to the left, and he and his sons will continue ruling many years over Israel. The Levitical priests, the whole tribe of Levi, will have no portion or inheritance within Israel. They will eat the Lord's fire offerings, that is their inheritance. Although Levi has no inheritance among his brothers, the Lord is his inheritance, as he promised him. This is the priest's share from the people who offer a sacrifice, whether it is an ox, a sheep or a goat. The priests are to be given the shoulder, jaws and stomach. You are to give him the first fruits of your grain, new wine and oil, and the first sheared wool of your flock. For the Lord your God has chosen him and his sons from all your tribes to stand and minister in the Lord's name from now on. When a Levite leaves one of your towns where he lives in Israel and wants to go to the place the Lord chooses, he may serve in the name of the Lord his God like all his fellow Levites who minister there in the presence of the Lord. They will eat equal portions beside what he has received from his seal of the family estate. When you enter the land the Lord your God is giving you, do not imitate the detestable customs of these nations. No one among you is to make his son or daughter pass through the fire, practice divination, tell fortunes, interpret omens, practice sorcery, cast spells, consult a medium or a familiar spirit, or inquire of the dead. Everyone who does these things is detestable to the Lord, and the Lord your God is driving out the nations before you because of these detestable things. You must be blameless before the Lord your God. Though these nations you are about to drive out listen to fortune tellers and diviners, the Lord your God has not permitted you to do this. The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among your own brothers. You must listen to him. This is what you requested from the Lord your God at Horeb on the day of the assembly, when you said, Let us not continue to hear the voice of our Lord any longer, or see this great fire any longer so that we will not die. Then the Lord said to me, They have spoken well. I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their brothers. I will put my words in his mouth, and he will tell them everything I command him. I will hold him accountable, sorry, I will hold accountable whoever does not listen to my words that he speaks in my name. But the prophet who dares to speak in my name, a message I have not commanded him to speak, or who speaks in the name of other gods, that prophet must die. You may say to yourself, how can we recognize a message the Lord has not spoken? 
When a prophet speaks in the Lord's name and the message does not come true or is not fulfilled, that is a message the Lord has not spoken. The prophet has spoken it presumptuously. Do not be afraid of him. You must not move. And sorry, this is where we skip from 1822 to 1914 uh, and over the 13-14 verses that we'd read already. So in 1914, you must not move your neighbour's boundary marker. Established at the start in the inheritance you will receive in the land the Lord your God is giving you to possess. One witness cannot establish any wrongdoing or sin against a person, whatever that person has done. A fact must be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. If a malicious witness testifies against someone, accusing him of a crime, the two people in the dispute must stand in the presence of the Lord, before the priests and judges in authority at the time. The judges are to make a careful investigation, and if the witness turns out to be a liar who has falsely accused his brother, you must do to him as he intended to do to his brother. You must purge the evil from you. Then everyone else will hear and be afraid, and they will never do anything evil like this among you. You must not show pity, life for life, eye for eye, tooth for tooth, hand for hand, and foot for foot. When you go out to war against your enemies and see horses, chariots, and an army larger than yours, do not be afraid of them, for the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, is with you. When you are about to engage in battle, the priest is to come forward and address the army. He is to say to them, Listen, Israel, today you are about to engage in battle with your enemies. Do not be faint-hearted. Do not be afraid, alarmed, or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God is the one who goes with you to fight for you against your enemies, to give you victory. The officers are to address the army. Has any man built a new house and not dedicated it? Let him leave and return home. Otherwise he may die in battle and another man dedicate it. Has any man planted a vineyard and not begun to enjoy its fruit? Let him leave and return home. Otherwise he may die in battle and another man enjoy its fruit. Has any man become engaged to a woman and not married her? Let him leave and return home, otherwise he may die in battle and another man marry her. The officers will continue to address the army and say, Is there any man who is afraid or faint-hearted? Let him leave and return home so that his brother's hearts won't melt like his own. When the officers have finished addressing the army, they will appoint military commanders to lead it. When you approach a city to fight against it, you must make an offer of peace. If it accepts your offer of peace and open its gates to you, all the people finding it will become forced labourers for you and serve you. However, if it does not make peace with you, but wages war against you, lay siege to it. When the Lord your God hands it over to you, you must strike down all its males with the sword. But you may take the women, children, animals and whatever else is in the city, all its spoil as plunder. You may enjoy the spoil of your enemies that the Lord your God has given you, this is how you are to treat all the cities that are far away from you and are not among the cities of these nations. However, you must not let anything, living things, survive among the cities of these people the Lord your God is giving you as an inheritance. You must completely destroy them, the Hittite, Amorite, Canaanite, Perizzite, Hivite and Jebusite, as the Lord your God has commanded you, so that they won't teach you to do all the detestable things they do for their gods, and you sin against the Lord your God. When you lay siege to a city for a long time, fighting against it in order to capture it, you must not destroy its trees by putting an axe to them, because you can get food from them. You must not cut them down. Are trees of the field human to come under siege by you? 
but you may destroy the trees that you do not know, that you know do not produce fruit. You may cut them down to build siege works against the city that is waging war with you until it falls. If a murder victim is found lying in a field in the land the Lord your God is giving you to possess, and it is not known who killed him, your elders and judges must come out and measure the distance from the victim to the nearby cities. The elder of the city nearest to the victim are to get a cow that has not been yoked or used for work. The elders of that city will bring the cow down to a continually flowing stream, to a place not tilled or sown, and they will break the cow's neck there by the stream. Then the priests, the sons of Levi, will come forward for the Lord your God has chosen them to serve him and pronounce blessings in the Lord's name, and they are to give a ruling in every dispute and case of assault. All the elders of the city nearest to the victim will wash their hands by the stream over the heifer whose neck had been broken. They will declare our hands did not shed this blood or our eyes did not see it. Lord, forgive your people, Israel you redeemed, and do not hold the shedding of innocent blood against them. Then they will be absolved of responsibility for bloodshed. You must purge from yourselves the guilt of shedding innocent blood, for you will be doing what is right in the Lord's sight. When you go to war against your enemies and the Lord your God hands them over to you, and you take some of them prisoner, and if you see a beautiful woman among the captives, desire her and want to take her as your wife, you are to bring her into your house. She must shave her head, trim her nails, remove the clothes she was wearing when she was taken prisoner, live in your house and mourn for her father and mother a full month. After that you may have sexual relations with her and be her husband, and she will be your wife. Then if you are not satisfied with her, you are to let her go where she wants, but you must not sell her for money or treat her as merchandise, because you have humiliated her. There we end, day 70 and week 10.